Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast, your favorite podcast. We know it's true. Um, Jen, how has your week been going? What have you been up to? Your trip planning for Scotland? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not much. I feel like I haven't been up to much. Doing a little bit of trip planning, trying to nail down some details of stuff we're going to do. I'm pretty heavy into researching what Harry Potter things I can do. Right, right. Yeah. Everyone does. So that's exciting. And my husband's building us a kitchen island. So my house is a mess and full of uh, sawdust. But soon, soon I'll have a kitchen island. So it'll be worth it. And you just released a blog post. I know my first blog post in too long, but it's all about Sensi Nordic Spa because I did visit them in January. Uh, So yeah, if you're interested in that, you can check that out. Check it out. And also another website you wanted to mention. Yes. So our website, the Travel Mug Podcast, has been ongoingly worked on by both of us. We've been updating it and it's it's done. It's done. Woo. So it's a lot more like interactive. You can go on and each episode will have its own page. So you can get a lot more details and links and that sort of thing. So very exciting. Please go check it out and tell us how much you love it because we were. Yes. <laughs> well, Jen worked really hard and I did some of the writing, but she's the tech wizard here. So we'll give Jen all the credit. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give credit to Jen's husband, who also helps us edit these podcasts. Yeah, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> that is very exciting. Yes. So what are we going to talk about this week, Megan? One of my favorite subjects. So we are going to talk about Bar Harbor, Maine. You know, like over the life of this podcast, I haven't been there. So it's unheard of. (laughs) We've gone yearly or twice a year since like 2013. And I know I've mentioned it several times over the life of this podcast. And I thought maybe it's time to talk about like why we love it so much. And I do want to say, of course, that this episode contains, I don't know why I feel like I'm going to hurt people's feelings, but I want to say this episode contains like our favorite spots we enjoy visiting, but You know, there's tons of places, tons of restaurants, bars, things to do outside of what I'm going to talk about. Bar Harbor has a, has a ton of things to do. So things that I mentioned are things that we sort of love and to calm everyone's fears, because I know you're super concerned. We are booked to go back in May for the long weekend. I know fingers crossed. So everybody can relax now. It's all good. Yay. So exciting. I know. So for those who don't know, Bar Harbor is a town in Maine on Mount Desert Island. It's spelled desert. We've confirmed. They say desert. I don't. It was an argument one day in our car. Anyway, that's how it's said. That's what it is. <laughs> and desert makes me feel better, I guess, anyway, than desert. The town itself has a population of around 2,300 people. It has a real small town America charm. No chain restaurants or shops. Really, I think the only thing in town like is a Rite Aid or a Walgreens or something. But otherwise, everything's local. And even though it's small, there's so much to do like in the town and the surrounding areas. So like, let's get into it. I'll yeah. talk about it. Let's do it. So talk to me about where to stay in Bar Harbor. Right. I'd love to give a lot of advice on this. <laughs> um, 
but we've stayed one place. But before I get into that, so Bar Harbor um, in high season isn't exactly cheap. I definitely recommend booking early if you can. But there are lots of options like on the outskirts of town. There's lots of camping and motel options as well on the way into town. And in town, there are some high-end hotels and resort-type options. So lots of options for budgets and tastes. But again, high season is very busy there. And apparently the last year was super-duper busy as people sort of start gearing up to travel again. So keep that in mind. But for us, we've only ever stayed in one place, and that's the Central House. So it is located on Cottage Street. It is an inn with a long history dating back to being established in like 1887. Wow. Um, I know. And it was originally called the Briarfield. And as its name suggests, the central house, it is very centrally located and has 14 rooms on three floors. And you have to keep in mind as well, that there's lots of stairs. So it isn't necessarily an option with an elevator or anything, but there are first floor rooms and they do have a ramp into the building. Right. So there's still an option for people that need that. And it is so central in town and they have area downstairs where you can actually store things in a small fridge. There's a coffee maker and a microwave. They usually have a little tin of cookies there, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can get stuff at the grocery store and bring it, bring it back and have a place to eat it, which is really nice. It's so central that even if you go there, you could just park your car. And if you just wanted to remain in Bar Harbor, you literally never have to get in your car again until you go home. So talk about being central and the end keepers are lovely. They're helpful with information. And our favorite feature is definitely the large veranda that sort of runs in the front of the building. They have comfy, cozy, like patio furniture, and you can either have a drink in the evening or a meal that you get at the grocery store and just sort of like watch the town go by. So that's probably one of my favorite spots. And really, I couldn't recommend it enough. And we just randomly found it on Google when we decided to go there on a whim in 2013. And it turned out to be like the place for us. That's so funny. I was going to ask how you found it and then why you kept booking the same place, but you just love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, location, location, location. Like we're not return travelers. I get bored easily of places. I don't like to go multiple times, but there's just something about this spot. So eating and drinking is definitely a part of, you know, the places that I love there as well. So let's dive into that a little bit. Yes, I love talking about food. Let's talk about the food on the podcast. So, um, well, let's start with breakfast. So probably the place I would recommend most is Thrive Juice Bar and Kitchen. So it is plant-based, but not exclusively. It's really healthy eating for everybody, minimally processed foods um, and really clean ingredients. It's located on Roddick Street. That's about a four minute walk from the central house. And we originally went there. It was very small and we had to eat outside, which was fine, but we went for smoothie bowls for breakfast. But since then, they've actually built on, they have a nice sit-in area and a really expanded menu. So you just feel good about like supporting them. The food's really great. And you feel good when you leave after breakfast, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Not like, oh, I need to go lay down again, which is usually something Peter would say. So it's not, it's not heavy food. So I would, I would probably recommend that for a light breakfast. Now, if you're looking for something sort of more Americana, I would say, I definitely want to honorably mention Two Cats Restaurant, also located on Cottage Street. They have a heartier breakfast options. And if you literally go for nothing else, just go for the amazing biscuits and strawberry butter. Mm, That sounds so good. Trust me. Like I always make sure when I order, no matter what I get, it's usually an omelet or something. I'm like, it comes with the biscuit, right? And they're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <crazy lady." laughs> 
I'm like, I travel far for this biscuit and butter. If you are looking for sort of like supper or lunch options, there's a couple of different places highly recommend. Also on Roddick Street is the Side Street Cafe. We usually end there up there for sort of late lunch, early supper. It's very popular. Keep it in mind, you know, that when you're going, if you do have like Wi-Fi connection or something, call ahead or, or book online. I think that you probably can for a table, but they do have outdoor patios and they've expanded their restaurant size since we started going as well. So there is more room, great food and drink menu. Seafood is obviously a huge deal in Bar Harbor. It's very similar to Nova Scotia in that way. But my favorite thing there has to be like this giant soft pretzel with cheese sauce. Oh, yum. I know. Love a cheese sauce and a pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) I love me a soft. So I can't wait to have that. I will take a picture and post it on our uh, Instagram when I'm there. The other place I would say I recommend is the Thirsty Whale. You could go for a drink in the evening before we found our go-to. We did do that. But now we pretty much go for lunch. No surprise here. I love the fish burger. I have to say it's so tasty. I get it every single time. And we talked about it before, you know, being scared to revisit restaurants because you're like, well, I should be exploring. I should be going to all the different places. But if you find something you love, just get it. You know, I think about that fish burger often. So it's worth it. (laughs) Oh, you're going to be like so happy when you have that after like two years. So happy. I can't wait. And Peter usually gets the chicken fingers. It's because he's 12. Um, <laughs> not actually, people. He's not actually 12. <laughs> no, he's not. Just in his eating hand. <laughs> and it is a popular spot, especially because Bar Harbor is also a popular spot for cruise ships when those run. So plan ahead for that as well. Try to go to all of these places kind of off times if you can. I think that probably would make the most sense. And then finally, in terms of like sort of food places, the Finback Ale House, also on Cottage Street. So everything almost so far is like on Cottage Street, except yeah. a couple of places two minutes away. So we've yet to visit, but we've walked by many times. But since we've been there, it was actually purchased by the owners of our favorite pub, which I'll talk about in a minute. Yep. Um, so we want to go and support them. And they sort of like American fair. They have like local beer and also live music. So we really can't wait to try it. It's going to be something new in a town where we feel like we've tried, you know, okay. most things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. exciting. I know. And then something you're probably going to do when you're in Scotland, we're probably going to do when we're in Europe as well. And that's also an option here is the grocery store. If you're not, you know, feeling like a sit down meal, there's a Hannaford's nearby also on Cottage Street. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that local grocery store, obviously looking at American food, I just find fun anyway, because they have like so much different stuff, but they also have like a little pre-made meal section. So if we want like cheese and grapes and crackers or like a pasta salad or something, we just go there and grab that, eat it on the porch and relax because you're not always in the mood to A, spend a ton of money or B, you're not really that hungry. So I think that it's just a really good option. For sure. Especially like, you know, maybe do like a big supper or a big lunch and then have just kind of a light snack on, on either side of that is, is pretty perfect in my opinion. And that's true because you want to save your belly for some drinks. Yes. So if you want to do that, our favorite place, and we started going 2013, we probably didn't discover Cottage Street Pub, also on Cottage Street. Um, <laughs> until probably 2015, 2016. And like now I can't, imagine going to any other pub. It is so central. I'm going to be bold and like literally say it's probably my favorite pub I've ever been to. Wow. 
I know. That's a bold statement. And it isn't big. It's actually quite small inside. They do have a big wraparound bar, tons of bar stools to pull up. There is a tables and chairs on like a small patio for overflow. And then right facing on Cottage Street, there are two seats in kind of like the window. So if you're lucky enough to get those, you can have your drinks and kind of look over the street as you sort of drink. Tessa, the owner, she's like an amazing mixologist. Her drinks are potent, but really good. And I hate, I hate the taste of alcohol. Like I, I, as soon as I drink it, I'm like, no, no, I can't drink that. And so for me to love like the drinks that I have there, it is really saying something. And of course, with great quality, you can expect to pay a bit more. And it's a place to be like locals show up there from other bars and restaurants when their shifts are done. Interesting. You know, it's a good spot when. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a good spot when the locals are hanging out. So there's usually a great playlist, some sports on the TV. There's like a big popcorn machine that you can have popcorn while you're eating. So there's no food served. It's literally just popcorn and drinks. Just a great vibe. And when Peter and I usually come in, although it's been a couple of years, so I will forgive. But when Peter and I usually come in, Tessa's usually like, Megan and Peter. And then she like names our drinks off. Like that's how oh we don't God. live with we don't live there, but That's she knows so it. I know it's, it's oh really, really gosh. cold. And it also tells us how long we've been going there. <laughs> what uh, um, drink do you usually get? Tell well, I know <laughs> I was fit last time I was there. I was going with watermelon crawl. So it's like really like in a martini glass and this like stick goes across with like a big piece of watermelon and the drink is kind of watermelony grapefruity type flavor so it's not too sweet yeah and then there's also albert meadows it's like a strawberry drink and it's named after a street there and it comes with an, a giant ice cube in it that has like a strawberry frozen in it oh when i tr- have that for the evening i usually make her like trade me out the strawberry because i'm like destined to get to the middle of it you know that like baby shower game where there's like those frozen little babies and ice cubes. It's really creepy. (laughs) This is more adult and more fun because it's like drinking away to get to the strawberry. That's fun. Yeah. Yes. It's a fun fun game. I always regret the next morning. And then before we move away from food, which is sad, I do want to mention, of course, dessert. Like I've mentioned all the great meals you need to have dessert. So this is actually located on main street. Oh, main street. Wow. They have one. Surprisingly, they have one. So it's called Jordan Pond Ice Cream and Fudge. That really says it all. Yep, I'm there. I'll go. I know. <laughs> I know. So we do leave, leave Cottage Street once in a while. So that's how we found this. And the ice cream is just to die for. It's like that full fat good stuff. Wow. And I usually get mocha Oreo. Peter usually mixes it up. We take it across the street. We sit in Agamont Park, which is this cute little park that overlooks the ocean. We sit, we, we eat our ice cream on a park bench. We call it a day, you know? Ice cream, mocha Oreo sounds so delicious. I know, I know. It's all the fats. Oh, and they, of course, they do have fudge, as the name suggests. But I'm not really a huge fudge fan, are you? Do you like fudge? I don't usually get it, especially at this type of place. I prefer ice cream over fudge every time. But if it was just fudge, I'd probably also get some. Do they do they make the ice cream is my question. Or is it like... Um, I don't know. Like, that's a very good question. I just, I'm just wondering. I'm going to say, I don't know if they do, but whoever does it, they do it well. Whoever does it, does it good. I I'm like, going to leave it at that. That's a great question. I'll, uh, I'll just do some research when I'm there. <laughs> so you Google it. Yes. Research. Let us I'll be know. like, 
Is this made in-house? Because I'll only eat it if it's made in-house. <laughs> That's not true. I'm going to eat it either way. I'm just I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, so shopping, you know, like I love to shop, but I don't normally do, honestly, when we go there, I guess maybe we've been so many times, I don't do a ton of shopping, but they have like really great local shops. Like I said earlier, no chains. So there are lots of souvenir shops as it is, like I said, a popular cruise stop. So the people love the souvenirs, Right. but they're all are, there's also some unique shops as well. Some of our favorites being a little mad and the rock and art shop, which is like really kind of strange, unique items, artisan items. There's like one of them has like, like this giant, like whale penis in it. I think it's that the rock and art shop. They have like little like different color stones, like rubbing stones and all of those like funky, funky things. And it's, it's really unique to go in. And then there's in the woods, which is also on main street and it, everything in there literally is just a wood product. The wood is local to Maine and they make anything you can imagine out of wood. So again, really a unique store. And there's a giant uh, rocking horse in there, which is super fun to ride even as a so there's that make it giant i'm gonna get on it i'm going to get on even though i am giant i'll make it happen no i'm a tiny um, human so if, it, if it's a child's size, I'm like, I'm so that is the difference between you and i but yeah like if shopping is your thing there's like a christmas shop you know how some towns have like a year-round christmas shop there is tons Absolutely. of shopping i would be in the christmas shop and ryan would have to drag me out of it because i love the christmas <laughs> shop Yes, I understand. We've been in a couple of times just for like Christmas gifts and stuff. So I definitely recommend. And so you've eaten, you've had, you know, a drink or two, you've, you've had a a good night's rest. What, you know, like, what do you do in Bear Harbor? What do you do around town? So there's some things that we've done that we've enjoyed. And the biggest attraction I would have to say nearby to Bear Harbor is Acadia National Park. It is very famous. Uh, There is a park pass required. I wanted to mention you get that at the visitor center. It's $30, but that covers seven days. If you are going for a more extended time, it's not usually worth it for us when we're only going for like an afternoon and you can certainly drive through the park. It's just like, you need it to stop. And I think it's actually like that in Cape Breton as well. Yeah, it is like that when you do, um, the, oh my God, what is that called? Cabbage Trail. Like we're just gonna have to skip that. Yes. The Cabbage Trail. So Acadia National Park is 47,000 acres of like trails, hiking, climbing, beaches. Jordan Pond is there, which is a really nice uh, hike around that. And there's Cadillac Mountain, which you can drive up and it overlooks the whole area, including the town of Bar Harbor. Barack Obama and his family were actually up there once. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Presidential. I don't know. And speaking of presidential, fun fact, uh, due to a government shutdown, when we went in 2013, it, all the national parks were actually closed. Oh, I know. <laughs> we were only there for a day our first time, so we probably wouldn't have made it anyway. But they're like, sorry, you can't go to any parks. And we're like, welcome to America. What? <laughs> I know. So no parks were open, but whatever. Okay. Um, we've been back many times and it is worth a day or more if you have the time. There's just so much to do there. Probably one of the coolest things is called Bar Island. So it is an island you can see from the shore of Bar Harbor. And at low tide, you can actually walk across the ocean floor 
to Bar Island. It's uninhabited, but there's great views of Bar Harbor. You can explore around the island. Just don't stay too long because you don't want to get caught there. No, you don't. Nope. (laughs) Pay attention to tide times, people. (laughs) That is not, as I do not recommend. Also, but if you do get stuck out there, please contact us so we can have you on a travel fail episode because that's funny. (laughs) That would be amazing. Yes, do get in touch if you've ever (laughs) caught on Bar Island. That would be Bad for you, fun for us. Yeah. Puffin and whale watching tours. Of course, there's lots of options from the marina there in Bar Harbor. We went on one once. It was really fun. Saw lots of whales. You can also rent bikes in town. There's kayak tours. It's a really big outdoor area. There's even like a Patagonia or like a North Face store on like one of the streets. So just to sort of tell you, like, it's that brand. And you know, those like puffy coats that people have in like the fall and the spring, we actually call them Bar Harbor jackets because literally, <laughs> literally every single person that when we're there, we're like, oh, they've got a Bar Harbor jacket as well. Cause it's the only place I've seen every other person have one. So I've like, and then Peter got one once from Sears when that was still open and we call it his Bar Harbor jacket. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I know. Um, there's a weekend market. So there's like lo- local artisans, fruits, veggies. That's a corner of Main Street and Park Street, which is right in town. And then my other thing we like to do, it's called Shore Path. It's very simple, but you start at Agamont Park, which I mentioned earlier on Main Street. And the Shore Path kind of takes you along literally the shore of the town. So it's winding. It's beautiful. It's about 2.4 kilometers and you end up on Wayman Lane which actually is uh kind of the other end of the town but it easily joins back up to Main Street so you take that get back onto Main and you kind of get to walk back into Bar Harbor in a different angle from where you came right so we've actually discovered other places existed just by taking that walk <laughs> because we don't spend as much time in that yeah. area so the thing about it is it's very topography wise. It's very similar to Nova Scotia. Like you're not going to go there to like get something completely different here, but when you're in a different country, things just feel different for some reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only other thing I wanted to mention is that Bangor is about an hour from Bar Harbor. Right. So we do go into Bangor for shopping sometimes. And there is mini golf called Pirates Cove uh, Adventure Mini Golf. It's about a nine minute drive from the central house. So there are some times that we go and do that as well in terms of like getting in the car and going somewhere. This time we intend to go to Bangor on the way. I want to go to Target. Yeah, of course you want to go to Target. (laughs) I I would love to hear some fun facts. Like fun facts, uh, fun facts for Jen, Bangor is like the only place in Maine that I've really been because we've like driven through Maine to go to other places. But I have kind of be if you if you don't stay, it can kind of be the New Brunswick of like you like, let's just get through this to get to where we're going. And that's how we honestly used to treat Maine as well. I think what's great about this um talking about Bar Harbor and talking about Thunder Bay, which we did a couple episodes back, is like there are so many fun things to do in places that like you completely overlook like, yeah. Oh, Maine, like people, especially leaving from Nova Scotia or New Brunswick, you just drive through Maine to get somewhere else. And like, there are so many cool places to go. I know. I know. We just sort of like, okay, we have this one destination in mind, but now this can be its own destination. Yes. Very fun. Okay. Fun fact. Bar Harbor got its name from the sandbar that connects Bar Harbor to Bar Island at low tide. So, I didn't. 
You didn't know it's, it's bar from sandbar. Right. Yeah. Now you know. There's a harbor there. And so it all went. <laughs> they were very creative with the name. I love that. I love that. Kadok Mountain in Acadia National Park is the highest point on the United States East Coast. Maybe that's why Barack and Michelle went. Maybe. Hmm. Um, this is funny. So each year, Bar Harbor visitors consume roughly 5,316,000 lobsters. What? Which are caught directly off of the beautiful rugged coast there. Oh my and God, that, that is a crazy amount of lobsters. I've never eaten a lobster there in all my years, but I, I, they are everywhere, so I'm not surprised. There's, there's those lobster like bake places all along like the steaming pots, I swear, as you drive into Bar Harbor. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Speaking of lobster, Ben and Bill's Chocolate Emporium, which is on Main Street, they have lobster flavored ice cream. I tasted it. How was it? I love I love ice cream, although it was vanilla. It's not my fave. And then I, I love lobster. Like I do, but they should never ever be consumed as one. Like <laughs> And I mean, I even like salty and sweet. Like I'm, I'm still okay yeah. with that, but this was not okay. Not I mean, okay. I can say I ate it and it's a fun trivia fact, but it's, it's not to be consumed as a leisurely, let's sit in the park and have an ice cream. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to trust you on that one. Cause I don't eat lobster. So I'm not going to try it. Would not recommend. Not going to do it. Um, and my last fun fact is the Wabanaki Indians, who were the original inhabitants of the northeast shore of Mount Desert Island, or Desert Island, if you yeah. will, um, they called it Petmedtik, which means the sloping land. Awesome. I love a bit of history. And that's what I found for fun facts on Bar Harbor. Well, that's awesome. I actually learned something. And I mean, thank you too for like indulging me to be able to like talk about one of my favorite places. I figured it was probably time and we're getting ready to go. And obviously for social meds, I got tons of pictures. Yeah. There'll be lots lots to share on there. Yeah. Exactly. It's really exciting. And I like that both of us kind of have, you know, our favorite places, you with Bar Harbor and me with Disney. But then we also like go out and do other things as well. I think it's a really nice balance of travel to to your favorite places and somewhere you feel really comfortable and that feels like second home almost. And then also getting out there and seeing new things. And oh, I can't wait to start going places again. (laughs) I know. I know. I will let you know if Tessa recognizes us when we get to the bar. I'll have to let you know. (laughs) And the Central House has new innkeepers. Normally it was Beth and Dave and they've retired and Phil and Doreen have taken over. Okay. We'll have to make new inroads with Phil and Doreen. They seem lovely via emails. I know. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us and listening to me ramble about Bar Harbor. I appreciate it. I love it. And hopefully maybe you'll go someday because of this, because it isn't far, especially if you live in Atlantic Canada and it's worth a visit and it's just across the border pretty much. So Make sure you check us out on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, our new website. Yay! Uh, don't forget to visit that. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with a travel-loving friend. And you can always find us at Travel Mug Podcast. Yes. And you can buy us a coffee. Mm-hmm. We need fill our travel mugs. Fill our travel mug with some coffee and support the show. And we will talk to you next week.
house. Bye, everyone. Bye.